Welcome to Tiger Pops Podcast, a place to dissect, analyze, and swoon over the webtoon Midnight Poppyland. Every week, we'll go through another episode and break down character development, relationship regression, plot, symbolism, body language, and more. And of course, we'll be bringing out those tinfoil hats for some theory time. Every week, we'll be joined by sharp-witted, detail-obsessed, and dare I say, thirsty fans ready to tackle the latest gem. Let the analysis begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Tiger Pops Podcast. And today with me, I have Julia, who's been on before, and Priscilla. And I will let these ladies introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Julia. Uh, You've heard me a few times. I am from the Kansas City, Missouri area. I'm 27. I live with my boyfriend and my two fur babies. We first... Uh, well, I first got introduced to Midnight Poppyland on uh, with Facebook ad when uh, quarantines all happened, and it's kind of become my own personal obsession. So, I mean, we all share that. So, welcome to the group. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Priscilla from Long Island, New York. I, too, found Midnight Poppyland through Facebook, and when I started reading it, I immediately fell in love with this story. And um, I love, you know, reading, uh, music, and I'm just really excited to be a part of this podcast. Awesome. Okay, so let's dive into episode 17. So just a quick recap of episode 16. They um, head to Alice's restaurant because um, Tora sees that she is uncomfortable um, at the Black Beast room. And, you know, they have this whole banter here. And as soon as they walk in, they walk upstairs. Tora bangs his head on pipes upstairs, pipes on, on the ceiling, and he's crouched down on the floor. And Poppy has, you know, rushed to his side, placed her her hand on his arm, and you know, given him some care and concern. And that's where we start off here, where you see Poppy has her arm, her hand on his arm. Tora has his hand on his head, and there's a panel focus just of Poppy um, on his arm, her hand on his arm. And then the next panel, Tora's looking at her like really intensely in her eyes. And we see this like, how do you describe that look on his face? He's a little surprised. I would say he's, it looks like he's a little touched. I would say in awe. Like she's touching Yeah, awestruck. Yeah. I think it was like, oh my God, she's touching me and maybe I like it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like something, this is something novel to him. And Poppy constantly throws him off his guard. And, you know, he's, you know, he's not used to being touched. He, if anyone tries to touch him, they just try to, you know, hurt him. And here you have someone showing him affection and care and concern. And this is just totally novel for him. Yeah, definitely. And the next panel, Poppy, like, withdraws her hand uncomfortably and, like, kind of leans back because, you know, Tora is very intense. And the way he can look at her is very intense. And she knows that she did something more intimate. Yeah. And it's interesting because even though she steps back, though, if you notice, like their eyes are still like locked into one another. So I definitely feel like it's like they're having kind of like a moment or like this, like this invisible attraction to each other. I think it's really evident in that panel. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. One of the things that they do to (coughs) sorry, (coughs) sorry to deal with this um, is kind of like they have whenever there's too much intensity, they step away. So Torah puts a retort, you know, he says cute shirt and then Poppy gets angry and she's like cute hat. And that's because Tora is uncomfortable with too much connection. It's too much for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love how she's 
so quick to respond to it. Like she almost as if she kind of had it in the back of her head already and she just kind of let it out. And I like her expression where she's just kind of like, well, cute shirt or cute hat. Like she's just. Yeah, but you know what the funny thing is? And maybe I'm, I hope I'm not getting too deep, but like when Tora tells her cute shirt, he's like smirking. Like it could be interpreted as like kind of like subtle flirting, but she kind of takes it like he's making fun of her. Mm-hmm. But I do think I, especially in this episode, I definitely think this is like the first time we see Tora kind of trying to like flirt with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that does seem, yeah, I, I can see the, the smile with that. Maybe he was serious and she just kind of, especially because hers is in bold when she says it. And his is just kind of a normal text. So maybe he was serious and she's like, he's making fun of me. So yeah, I see that. Especially because afterwards when she walks away, he's like, what's wrong with my head? <laughs> it's like kind of like, subliminally like insecure <laughs> right especially sure, after sure. all the times they talked about how awesome his hat was right yeah all well, his friends wanting to borrow it and he's still you know he's still there crouching on the floor like wondering and poppy just gets up and walks away moodily and when i was reading the patreon comments um you know somebody was i forgot who it was i think it was emily was commenting how there's a lot of shifts in powers between them you know, like the the teasing back and forth and like who has the upper hand bet- between both of them shifts back and forth a lot in this episode. And especially like in the uh, the part where they both turn to look at Alice, how she's standing up. She's above him right now. She's kind of on the higher ground, which is different for what he's used to. Kind of reminds me of the stairs. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. He's you know used to being totally in control. And then we have Granny Alice and her amazing humor. (laughs) Yeah, so she starts out by offering. She's like, take your pick, alcohol, alcohol, or alcohol. So this lady has got a plan in mind. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. She's very enabler. Yeah. (laughs) It's like she sees that there's, I, I actually, so like, obviously, like, I kind of imagine that for Tor, this is like a big deal. Um, and, and one thing that excited me about this is that even though it was just like a casual meetup, it does feel a little bit more intimate because he didn't just take her someplace like random. Like when he noticed that um, the initial restaurant wasn't going to work for Poppy, he was being very considerate. I know we've, you know, it's been discussed before, but he brought her somewhere safe to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's like when you like when you like someone, you introduce them to like your parents or something. So, like, I don't think he went in with those intentions, but like subliminally, he must kind of feel affectionate towards her in some kind of way because he brought her to a place and you know to a person that obviously is like special to him because mm-hmm. we know that obviously like him and Alice have this kind of like familial relationship. That's true. I really hope at some point we find out exactly how many people he has brought there. Just because that'll help emphasize the significance of it. Of the only yeah. person like, who's brought or something. Like I feel like especially with Alice's reaction, it's probably rare that he's brought a female there. But I wonder if in general he's ever brought anyone to to this place. Yeah, I wonder too. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So Poppy seems like a little embarrassed when she responds to the flush on her face. And I wonder if it's like that embarrassment of being caught in a more intimate moment. You know, Tora is leaning down and that is unusual. So she says sake would be nice. And Tora requests the usual. 
Now, Alice says, sorry, darling, we don't serve the usual over here. Tora gets upset. He's <laughs> like, you know, he <laughs> he flips out. He's like a super angry expression on his face. And he thwacks the wall and he says, you have it on this menu right on this wall. I've been ordering here for years. And of course, because he stood up so rapidly, you know, Poppy rushes over to him, you know, puts her arms around, like almost grabs him again. And he <laughs> says, Tora, watch your head. And of course, what happens to Tora? <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, he bangs his head on the on the pipe again, and Poppy, you know, gasps, and then she—it's very interesting. She's really, really handsy here. Like, I would never do that to somebody I don't know. She's um, a, very aggressive in her concern. You know, she's yeah. grabbing his hat. She's like, "Come on, let me see that. That's going to leave a really nasty bruise. Take your hat off." She's like really trying to pull his hat off, and poor Tora—he's like doesn't know what to do with this like young chick who's just like manhandling him and he's like and in his face like yeah he's especially you. like knowing what why he's wearing the hat he's just like panic like no you can't see my hair <laughs> meanwhile alice is just calmly watching it all and you know she's like take it off why are you being shy and she's literally just trying to pull it off he's like will you leave my hat alone and then Poppy tells us something about herself when she was younger. She said that when she was a kid, she was so accident prone that her mother made her wear a safety helmet to school. because She was crashing into things. So this is noteworthy because, I mean, accident prone as a kid, that's something that, you know, may come into play. But also she mentions her mother here. So we do know that her mother was around for some, some time as a kid. Yeah, that was you know, well, fun too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just fighting back and forth. It's really adorable. Obviously, Tora could just, like, pull away. You know, he's not he's not unused to physical confrontations. Like, he doesn't have to allow Poppy to sit there and clutch his hat. But he's either so thrown off that he just doesn't know how to react. Or he also just doesn't want to react in the usual way to Poppy. You know, usually if somebody would try to hurt him he, or, you know, be in his personal space, he would just, you know, punch them or something. Can't, but, can't handle it physically, yeah. Yeah, but he's not going to do that with Poppy. I mean, he so should just straighten up and she'd be out of reach, but he, he chooses not to. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, and, you know, he says, he's like, why why do you think that manhandling you will make it better? And Poppy's response is very sweet. She's like, I'm not manhandling you. I'm coaxing you very sweetly and gently. <laughs> and this is just also like, this is a like, really great banter between them. You know, it's like, they're already at this level where, at this level of comfort where they can tease each other and I mean, you know, that's to me that shows that they have an innate connection. I don't, you can't just banter like that with everybody. You only can do that with people that you can click with. Yeah. And we also got to remember her first banter with him kind of resulted in the first smack of the head on the pipes because she made, made that comment about his height. And that's kind of what made him stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe she feels a little guilty about that. <laughs> Right. And then she said something yeah. interesting. She says, you might get a concussion if you hit your head this hard. You said so yourself. Now, this kind of causes Tora to stop. You see, like, he suddenly he lets go of his hat before he was clutching onto his hat handle. And he opens his eyes wide and lets go of his hat. So I think there is some significance to that statement. We were discussing it. So, okay, so we looked back at the episode where they um, where he rescued her from falling from the tree. He does not mention a concussion there, but we think that maybe, maybe he was supposed to be a con- mentioning concussion there because 
he uh, he talks about, oh, you know, you hit you, you fell hard. If anything, it feels off, go to a doctor. So possibly, possibly that is what Poppy is referring to. And that's what throws Torah off here. And that's why he lets go of the hat. It's also possible. Some people have this theory that maybe it's from when they met when they were younger. Um, I don't think so. I think it's more likely that she's referring to their falling out of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think so too. I'm, I'm still yeah. team. They probably like that picture of all of the, the Aries street Kings. I definitely have it in my head that that's Poppy, but I don't think that's what this kind of references. I don't think they know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, I, I, I think it definitely, I definitely feel like it has to do with their recent interactions. Like obviously leading up into this moment, they've been kind of having like a lot of like run into each other, see each other, you know, at random and if you ever notice, like, especially with her falling out of the tree, like, when it came to Poppy's personal safety, you know, that was kind of like when he just like, was like, he grabbed her and he was checking her arms and just like making sure she was all right. And I kind of feel like, like, you know, we know that, you know, as we del- dive further into this episode, we know Poppy, you know, has an idea that it was him that was there that, that caught her. And I, I just feel like she's trying to like, kind of like reciprocate back. Mm. And I think that's why she's so aggressive in her approach. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. I like that. <laughs> right. I know we know that, you know, she says earlier, she thinks earlier in the last episode that she's trying to lay it on thick because she wants him to kind of trust her so that she can ask him to delete the picture. Delete the picture. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that also that it's like, you know, giving back to him what he what he did for her. Yeah. Because like as you know, like Poppy, like you, you can tell like throughout like leading up to this point that you know poppy doesn't have a family to go home to and like her her closest friends are her colleagues uh, but that's pretty much it you know what i mean she's just trying to prove herself right now in the in you know in the editing world and i just felt like you could see that like when he helped her in that moment like she was very emotional from it so i do think it's like a subliminal like let me do for this guy i i think she feels very torn you know, like, I feel like even with their banter, like her going from like being kind of like warm and affectionate to aggressive is because she herself isn't really sure where she stands. I think she does feel the chemistry between them, but I think she still feels like, but can I trust you? You know, like you take this picture of me, my shirt busted open. So like, she's kind of like, you know, they're kind of going hot and cold. Well, she's kind of going hot and cold. She doesn't really know where he's coming from. But in this moment, I do think she was trying to just be, you know, really warm, really affectionate and kind of like do back for him you know, the kindness that he had shown her previously. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Totally. So now that she manages to take his hat off, there's this amazing panel where Poppy's hands are thrown back with a hat off and Tora is standing there. His hair is completely disheveled. It looks super messy. He has this curly hair, Poppy now. And he looks so vulnerable in that panel. Like completely cool. Like his he's face is so frozen. Messy. He doesn't even put his hands there's down like he's sweat. just like <laughs> terrified and there's like a little sweat drop coming down his face like oh my god <laughs> yeah and you know poppy's like oh because she realizes why he wanted to keep his hat on and then there's the most adorable caption ever it says bad hair thug <laughs> hair day thug <laughs> so cute this is like Tora really being caught off guard. You know, he's used to always being in control and just Poppy constantly throws him off balance. Yeah. I like how the curl has those little like wiggly lines next to it. Like it's kind of moving. It has a mind of its own. 
Yeah, you know, because, like, you know, like, we know from the, like, from previously, before he went out on the date, he, like, tried putting, like, hair cream on it, so it's probably, like, this, like, sticky piece of, I don't know about you, but it's definitely happened to me, like, where, you know, like, you put your hair up, and you put, like, hairspray or gel on one side of your hair, and it just ends up looking tacky, <laughs> and just, like, it, the texture is different from the rest of your hair, and it's just, like, obvious, so I feel like this poor guy, it's, like, the front of his head, he... You know, he put the gel in trying to, like, make it look nice, and it's just made it worse. <laughs> yeah, and then this next panel is beyond adorable. Alice is just, like, fed up, and she says, oh, for crying out loud. And Poppy and Tora are looking at her, like, a bunch of, like, teenagers caught in the act of, like, something embarrassing. And, like, there's their grandma lecturing them. Poppy's blushing. Yeah. Troy is looking, you know, here finally. He furrows his eyebrows. He's looking resentful. They just look so cute. <laughs> Adorable. It kind of reminds me of the pictures we've seen of him as a teen in this. Like mm-hmm. he very much the you know how as you get older, like your features sharpen and all that. Like this looks almost like it's kind of reverted him back to that childish, kind of pudgyish face kind of look. And it's just adorable. Yeah, and you know what else I really love about this is that like throughout the series, Tor always has like a mask on. Like he has a really good just like expressionless face most of the time but whenever he's with poppy he's like always going through extreme emotions so like obviously like in the panel before he just looks like shocked and like oh my god like i'm I'm being vulnerable i'm showing her my bad hair and then like in the next one looking at alice he's like just pissed and he has this scowl on his face (laughs) yeah yeah i agree poppy is something you know she does things to him and now alice is she is such an hilarious grandma you know Rather, like, on the contrary, rather than, like, trying to be, you know, suppress their their feelings for each other or want them to keep it under lids, she's, like, the opposite. She says, you put a fat, juicy little lamb straight up to your lair, and you're, sh- you're just going to what? Squabble over a hat and sit, for- <laughs> sit around sipping on green tea? And then she calls her, what are you, the 40-year-old virgin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, she's, to- first of all, like, Tora, obviously, he's so used to being, like, so cool and, like, you know, like, the guy when he walks into the room. And, like, this whole, like, this whole episode, he's it's just, like, one embarrassing moment after the next. <laughs> and then Alice, like, makes it so much worse. She's, like, putting him on the spot. And it's, like, it's, like, almost like when, you know, you're trying to be cool, like, in front of the person that you like. And, you know, like, your, like, parent embarrasses you or something. Or you have a brother or sister that just, like, totally, like, just, like, embarrasses you in front of that person you like. He just looks, like, mortified. He just looks, like, so mortified exactly mm-hmm. yeah and she is encouraging um their uh, liaison and their romantic interest in each other she's like i don't want you to drink tea you should have alcohol you should have relations with each other and the next you know toro rushes towards her and you know we see this like these wind marks and he's like stomping and you know as he's like kind of like lifts her up and like runs with her down the stairs and her her sandals are gone flying and he well she just yells out and you call yourself a tiger and then she says and then she says remember to get the xl size one little lady and four is like eat red Bobby's face like you can see all the red lines she's like oh my god yes yeah, she's like just so embarrassed here and it kind of makes it worse because think about how you would feel in that position you're like kind of flirting have this like tension between you and this person and you're thinking like I'm just here to be like professional get this picture deleted 
but it's like obvious they, they don't want to admit it to each other but anyone who like witnesses them interacting is like okay something's going on here and Alice just has no problem just putting it out there in the open mm-hmm. so like most people would just like kind of be quiet about it and just like observe you know, talk to the, on the side and be like is something going on but not Alice she's just like what's going on with you guys are you kidding me yeah, so he's, really he's reached the age where my grandmother's like this also, where she's reached the age where she doesn't want to hide anymore. You know, she's she wants people to, you know, she obviously cares about Torah and she's excited that she has he has someone with him and she just wants him to be happy. And, you know, she isn't going to sit around and BS anyone anymore. She's just going to be outright. Yeah. Definitely. And she's going to do what, you know, you, you got to do with your kid. You, you embarrass them. Just... Okay. And maybe, I don't know if I'm being too deep here or like if I'm overthinking it, but like, so if you were someone who always brought women, I feel like if Tora was someone who constantly brought girls to Alice's like restaurant, then maybe she wouldn't react that way because she'd be like so used to it. But by the fact that she's kind of like antagonizing and teasing him, like, oh, you brought a girl here? Like, are you kidding? I feel like this is something that he's probably hasn't done before for this reason. Kind of like gauging Alice's reaction makes me feel like, you know, that this is kind of like a bigger deal. Because if he brought women around more often, maybe she would just roll her eyes and, and keep it moving. But the fact that she's like intentionally antagonizing him, te- you know, teasing him and encouraging him makes me feel like this is rare for her to see Tora bring a girl around. And, you know, she doesn't know that they could be talking business. She, she probably thinks that he's like wooing her, mm-hmm. like taking her out on a date. So she's just like kind of, you know, trying to encourage that. That's true. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. And she says when she first, you know, sees him bring him her upstairs, she calls Freddie and Fan because she's like, you know, he brought a lady over. I'm feeling lucky. You know, gambling. <laughs> so, you know, the evident it's not a common occurrence. Yeah. So anyway, when Tora finally manages to come back upstairs and um, after dying of shame, Poppy tries to make him feel better. And she's like, come on, stop being a grump. I didn't hear a word, I swear. And even if I did, I'm very good at pretending things away. Which it's interesting. She's, you know, kind of like the way that she told Erdine that she sometimes pretends to be like cute and innocent, but really she is more like devious inside. So she's already telling Tora flat out that sometimes, you know, she just pretends she doesn't hear things and is, um, you know, again, like pretending to be more innocent than she is, which is a clue to her character. Yeah. And, you know, then she asks, or is this about your hair? And did you just take a nap, wake up looking like that? Because that happens to me too sometimes. And then we have a flashback where they're getting ready for this date. It's And by the way, when I when I first saw that their date is at 10, I'm like, oh my God, that's so late. So yeah, um, yeah 9, 10 p.m. Poppy is like, oh, I'm still so tired. She has these bags under her eye and she's brushing her teeth. And I know that, I mean, she had this crazy, crazy two days. She had the day before she, you know, jewelry cheated on her. She had this accident with her bike. She found the bloody shoe. Tora took this picture of her. She goes to the police station. It gets harassed by this guy there. She pulls out of a tree. I mean, it was just like a crazy day. And then the next day, that day, she chases Mr. Lamb around. I mean, she has this proposal meeting with Mr. Lamb. Doesn't go well. She chases him around town. And then, you know, she has this thing with Tora. It's like this intense two days. I felt so bad for her that she had to go out again. You know, like no emotional break. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, don't. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, yeah, no, definitely. And you can even see it. She's just like in that panel. She's like, oh, I'm still so tired. Like she feels so tired. And just like the poor bags under her eyes. Like, 
Yeah, you could tell it's been an intense, you know, few moments for her. Yeah, and then like right. when she was talking to Erdine and or er, er, Erdine, I I don't know how to say it right. But uh, I say Erdine. Yeah, but uh, the the whole go home and journal and relax or whatever that was her intention, and then this happened, so she didn't even have that that time to kind of get it all out and vent to her to her journal, I guess. And now she's going out for what'll end up being a whole new intense experience. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting, I noticed, you know, she mentioned that she good thing I've still got one set of clean clothes left to wear. You know, you see from here she doesn't have a lot of clothes. We already know from with Mr. Lamb that she doesn't have proper business clothing. And she must not have a lot of clothing. And we know that, you know, money is an issue for her. She's pretty young. And, you know, this is something that Tor does not deal with, right? He has tons of money. But she doesn't have a lot of money. And, you know, she's also, you know, she's been busy. She has to, you know, wash her clothing. And she hasn't gotten to do that yet. And what I find interesting is that she starts getting ready at 9.10. And then the next panel we have is Tor is getting ready at 8.30. So it's like, hmm, somebody <laughs> is eager and anxious. Eager and interested, <laughs> Yeah. I also kind of wondered, I don't, when he noticed something wrong with his hair, why didn't he just take a shower? <laughs> you have plenty of time. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. Like, if your hair's messed up, just like, yeah. You know what, though? I don't think, I maybe, I don't think he blow dries it, though. I think he probably just is like a wash and go kind of guy. Like, wash, sleep on it wet, and it just is what it is. <laughs> huh. I, I, I never believe in my hair, too. It never occurred to me people blow dry their hair. That's weird. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I never. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, I have to. I, like, I have to blow dry my hair for it to, like, look smooth and everything. So, I know most guys I know, like, you know, it's just, like, wash, sleep on it wet, and just go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm. It turns into a frizzy mess. I'm assuming he did shower because um, <clears throat> he and Poppy were running around town and they were definitely sweating. So, I hope they showered. <laughs> It probably just didn't dry right. <laughs> yeah. So his immediate reaction, he's looking in the mirror. He has obviously these gorgeous tattoos and <clears throat> this little piece of hair thing. Yeah. So he goes, his first reaction is he goes, oh, it quints because, um, you know, he must be living close to Quincy. You know, we, we know that he either hangs out at Quincy's apartment lot or he lives, you know, nearby him. So, but he knows like the person that you turn to who has hair products is Quincy. You can help him out. Yeah. And then, at 9 p.m. It took him like a half hour to put this in. He's like really, uh, you know, I don't have, I, at this point, I'm like, I don't have time for these things, right? Who has time for so much self-care? But like, he really values his, sorry, <clears throat> he really values his date with with um, Poppy. So he's like spending time. So 9 p.m., you know, he's like, oh, my hair feels disgusting. If this crap doesn't work like that princess said it would, I'm going to effing kill him. And <laughs> 9.20, he's still looking at the mirror. He's been spending like 50 minutes in the mirror and he's pressing his hair down and boom pops out again <laughs> a little straight curly hair you know now that you're mentioning it I don't think I actually ever noticed how much time he was spending trying to fix his hair that's crazy I mean yeah I do not spend this much time on my appearance because ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know, he, funny he is really it's cares. probably rare that he ever does care that much Mm-hmm. So the fact Poppy that he's choosing special. to do it with 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 this date with Poppy is kind of probably very significant for his behavior. Right. And the funny thing is, like, he just looks gorgeous no matter what he does. 
Yeah. So, you know, we see like this delays him so much that at 930, he's like rushing and everyone's yelling at him. He's like, hey, watch where you're going. I swear these people need to get off the road. Crash, screech, screech. You know, he's like rushing to get to this date. He really cares about getting to, you know, about his date with Poppy. Yeah. And I actually kind of like that you're kind of sh- like that, the that you're like explaining, like kind of like the different attitudes, like Poppy's obviously exhausted. She's like getting ready at the last minute. She obviously put barely zero effort into what she was going to wear. She was just like, oh, I just thank God I have one set of clean clothes. Like, I don't think she thought it was going to be what it was initially. You know what I mean? Like, I think she just thought like, oh, we're just you know, meeting up. And then, you know, you, we obviously know that Tori was like spending time on his hair, rushing to get there on time, wanting to take her somewhere nice. Or something nice. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Um, he, right. He wore like, what does it say? Some kind of fancy shirt and pants. Yeah. Like a a suit. Yeah. It was nice. He put in a lot of effort, especially if you think about it, she came into this with the idea of, the whole point is to get him to get rid of the picture and with him it's impress her get her to trust me so i can get the notebook so they have they both have ulterior motives for why they're there but in the end it kind of just fell to the side and it was just a intimate moment for the two of them I love that you're saying that because I think that in their mind, like, you know, obviously like we, when we live our lives, you know, there's always that expression that our actions are governed, governed often either by like our brain or our heart. And I think that their ulterior motives are justified in being able to be with each other. Mm -hmm. But I think that their interactions and their banter, like kind of reveals like how they, how their heart may be feeling their feelings for each other you know like that they're beginning to like each, like that they that they like each other's company or like talking to each other and teasing one each other and but I, I love that you're saying that because I think that even as they're getting ready it's showing like for Toro which obviously based on what we've seen from him in the past and his upbringing like you know he has very few people that he's very close to so the fact that he's putting in this much effort kind of shows that it's more than just that ulterior motive so it's very sublim- it's subliminal but it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know what's with my voice these days. So Poppy says, you know, she apologizes and she says that she's sorry she took his hat off, but don't worry, everyone has bad hair days. And then she's like, look at mine, no shame, bro, I won't judge. And she kind of has a sweat mark and she's showing him a stray hair of her own. And Tora doesn't respond. He's clearly uncomfortable. He's, you know, his hands are like crossed on his on his knees. And he just says, you're going to sit here and talk or are you going to eat something? You know, he wants to get on with it. Yeah. Like, let's then, forget that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, Poppy, Poppy th- is thinking, she's like, darn, it looks like I can't escape forever. And she looks uncomfortable. And she's like, um, well, and she looks at the food and there's like a ton of foods beautifully arranged. And she's thinking, I knew we were going to have a late night dinner, but I wasn't expecting him to offer this much food. And it looks really good, but she can't afford to pay for any of this. So she's really, you know, nervous. She just doesn't feel like she can pay for it. She doesn't want to eat. Can I just say that, like, kind of, like, broke my heart a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, like, Poppy, she's so sweet. And, like, oh, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's like definitely relatable. Like, you know, if you remember, like, I remember when I was in school and just, like, having to be, like, super conscious of my money and working and paying bills. And just, like, my heart really goes out to her. I felt like that was such, like, a relatable moment. <laughs> yeah. 
but at the same time like she doesn't know that you know if he's what his intentions are so she probably thinks like oh like we're gonna go dutch you know we're gonna split this because that's just kind of like the type of person poppy is she's very considerate and she never just like assumes which i really like that about her like she's just very empathetic and very conscious and i love that about her personality and also right. kind of makes you think about her relationship with jewelry and that was probably something that she had that was often how they arranged those kind of things was splitting the bill a lot so she automatically had that in her head that that's what was going to happen yeah, I mean, I definitely really like that. It's like, it's never explicitly stated, but it definitely makes you wonder. And it goes like, if that's her approach, if that's what she's thinking, like maybe that's just what she's used to. Um, so really yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to consider. Yeah. That's that's really good. I didn't think about that. And, you know, Toro's reaction shows us how different he is um, in many ways, because he says, um, Poppy's like, you know what? I think I'll pass. I'm, and she like invents, I'm on a diet. And Toro looks at her, he's like skeptical. He's like a diet, really? And <laughs> poor guy, then he observes this. He's like, guess that diet must be hard on you. Here's ruling. Poor girl. <laughs> poor puppy. And she's like, oh, sorry. And Toro looks at her again. You know, she's wiping her mouth. And then you see this panel where Toro's just looking at her again. And he's focused on her. And he, oh my gosh, this is so cute. He just reaches his hand out and pinches her cheek. I love it. I love that because like right before the hand, the shot of the hand, it's just like, like the lot, like his eyes like lock in on her again. Like, and I love that. Like he has these moments where he just locks in on her and you're wondering like, what is he thinking? What is he going to do? So this was just such a sweet gesture. Right. And it's almost like he can't help himself, but she actually says so, Um, you know, Poppy's like kind of frozen, you know, but her hand is still up at her face and he says so squishy. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. I have kids, and um, trust me, I pinch their cheeks all the time, and I totally get it. It is just so cute, and I call them Squishy. My my little son, like I call him Squishy. That's his name. Like half the time, his I just call him Squishy. <laughs> so cute. And you know, Poppy gets super angry. She blushes. She's like, "What? What was that for?" She's flustered. She's angry. And then Tora, you know, like puts his hand away, starts fiddling with some food, doesn't look her, looks down, and he's like, sorry, couldn't help myself. It's like when you see a hamster or shit like that. (laughs) Like, I really think he did, he couldn't help himself. I really think he just looked at her and thought her cute, her her cheek was adorable, and you just had to touch it. Yeah. And she also scoots away from him. Like, when the Mm. panel, when he mentions that she's drooling, and right when he he grabs her cheek, she's kind of, like, right by the edge of the table but when she like moves away she's like the opposite side of the table like what was that for yeah and he's just unfazed <clears throat> but you know what's funny about that because in poppy's brain again like i, I definitely i know we've said this before like, she doesn't really know like where where what his stance is so like on one hand like grabbing someone's cheek and pulling it is like it's a very affectionate gesture for pop but for poppy she just said she's going on a diet so he could think that like she's grabbing like her round face and like jiggling her cheeks and it could almost make her feel like why are you doing that like you know it could be almost tapping into her insecurity at Mm -hmm. the same time yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he clears that up though very quickly Hmm. he calls her a hamster that's not much better (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, I'm not a hamster. The hamsters are cute. Hamsters are cute. (laughs) Yeah. 
And, you know, she's she's like she glares at him and she's like, I can't believe this guy doing whatever he pleases just because he's so intent intim- looks so intimidating. So we see like Poppy does think of him as intimidating, which you know, it's oh, interesting yeah. because I yeah, I, I don't relate to this like concept that I've never I've like I don't know, I can't recall like thinking of a guy as intimidating. But you know, Poppy is is short and Tori is tall, and you know, this is an issue for her, tall and scary. But her stomach growls then, you know, and Tora notices it. There's a whole panel. He's about to put this, you know, food in his mouth, but he stops because he he heard it. And, you know, she's sighing and looking like wistfully at his food. And he notices that. And, you know, and then she asks him, like, do you always eat this much? And like, how do you remain so fat free? And this is like a Tora doesn't understand what she's talking about. And he's like, what? And you don't. And she says, not really. And, you know, then she says, sometimes it feels like I put on weight if I so much as breathe. And Tora, this makes Tora quaff because I think he's so shocked by her statement. And he's like, what in the world are you talking about? And, you know, she says, sorry. But then he looks at her and he, I think he realizes finally why, why she doesn't want to eat. And, oh, my God. And then he's so nice. And he's like, if this is about the money. And, you know, Poppy, like, looks at him, like, with his wide eyes because it is about the money. And she realizes that he realizes. And he's like, I'm getting the bill. So just eat. One thing though, the the part where she mentions him being intimidating, it kind of reminds me of on the roof. Well, everyone else will get to that at some point, but she mentions him getting away with things because he's he's good looking. Like that, how that kind of changed was kind of interesting to me. That here she's like, he gets away with it because he's intimidating, and that, and then she's like, he gets away with it because he's attractive. Like, it stuck with me. That's awesome. I love that observation. I also thought of the part where he starts coughing. I just picture him with like that warning, warning, bad topic, yeah. bad topic. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think to where, you know, he just doesn't see anyone that way. And like when he when he sees her, he sees her as a very attractive person. So he just can't fathom how she how she could perceive herself as being overweight. And and we you know we we'll come to that in a in a bit. But for now, you know, she's like, she's so flabbergasted by his offer and she's so excited. You know, she's like, she stammers and she says, really? And then I can have any one of these? Like, this is a, a novel role for her. And I totally relate to this. Um, yeah. You know, we we have relatives who I wouldn't say they're <clears throat> wealthy, but they're definitely more comfortable than my husband and myself. And like the things that they take for granted about their lifestyle, you know, like I would never, I don't, we don't go out to eat, for example. It's like too much money for us. And, you know, just the things that they take for granted, it's like, you know, we look at it, we're like, wow. So I feel like this is how Poppy looks. You know, she just never allows herself to go to a restaurant and just eat so much food. And this is normal for Tora. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, have at it. And then, you know, she's like, oh, she's so excited. She has these flowers around her face. And she's like, which one should I try first? And, you know, he says, try this one's pretty good. And then he kind of pauses and, you know, we have these ellipses and he's like, and your weight is fine which is so nice of him you know he didn't forget her comment it's so sweet it's so sweet it's like feels kind of awkward saying it but he's like i'm gonna say it anyway i love it i love that part yeah he's a nice guy you know for all his scary thugness that's a very considerate thing to say yeah and i kind of like um yeah, I, I like there. I like that that banter right there. We is fine. Like that's like that's the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think, um, you know, I know in terms of my husband and myself, like, <clears throat> I know that I think women sometimes are much more self-conscious about their bodies than, than guys are. Like I, I, a lot of us are always like, oh, we have love handles. And like, I was like, I love your love handles. I love, you know, like <laughs> the belly overflowing. Like, and then he obviously like makes these physical motions that demonstrate that he loves them. You know, he, I don't think that yeah. men are as um, concerned about, about thinness as we are. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, it's like one of the things that I love about this like friendship right now they're like kind of becoming friends or you know they're, they're getting to know each other it's like um I mean like I don't know but if I was Poppy you know Poppy is this petite girl very curvy you know she's not like I think you know there are you know she's not like Aradine or like tall and lanky and really thin so you know she probably looks at Tor and he's like this big guy all muscles like perfect body and she probably, you know, she says that she feels intimidated. And, it, you know, one of those things, uh, oftentimes when you feel intimidated by someone are the physical differences. So she probably doesn't, I don't know, like, you know, like you said, women, we're hard on ourselves. So she probably doesn't even, I don't know, like, she probably doesn't even see herself as being like someone that Tor might even find attractive. Like, because I know, as women, we could be hard on ourselves like that. Like, we, like, we don't think like, oh, this person would be interested in me, you know? So I think that him complimenting her and reassuring her in that moment was just like very sweet. And again, I if Poppy hasn't noticed by now, it's definitely like his way of like showing some warmth towards her. And she mm-hmm. even says to to Erdine, er, Erdine that uh, guys like him don't do cute. So she Aww. definitely has that idea in her head that he can't possibly be interested in her. So that's really yeah. sweet of him to say that and kind of reassure her like you said yeah uh i'm melting (laughs) yeah now you know you see here again like how how much he cares about her where she says it's just that jacob keeps poking fun at me and he's in the middle of you know picking up this piece of fish and he pauses right that that makes him pause i think he gets a little angry and you know he pauses and he's just staring at her and she says even though i prefer to keep the peace it's getting kind of old and, you know, I mean, she's moving on. Right? She's just eating something and, you know, delicious. And this is, like, right? this is his observation of her, right? And Tora looks down at his plate. He looks like, you know, he's still thinking about what she said. And then he puts the food on her plate, which I was just reading in the Patreon comments where Lily says that this is something very significant because in East Asian cultures, giving someone food and putting food on their plate is like a sign of like the care and concern and let me see what she said um basically like responsibility and like the fact that he ignored you know he put aside her her statement about jacob which got him angry that was something that is like a very intimate act um so we're for the stage in their relationship yeah i didn't know that so for me that's like amazing that we're even like touching on that because i didn't even put two and two together so that's really that's a really cool interesting fact that by him because you're right it almost looked like when he was grabbing it it almost looks like he was going to take it for himself and then he just like looks at her and stops he's like no I'm going to give this to her so that's very sweet Mm -hmm. yeah and then you know he's still looking at her and that next panel is like this really amazing look on his face it's um very it reminds me of the look on his face that he had when he was looking at her down at the Black Swan Bistro when all the people outside were making fun of her, kind of like giggling at her outfit. And it's this look of like really like care and concern and sensitivity 
And kind of like flashbacking to any time that he had been made fun of and, you know, wanting her to be protected from that, not wanting to her to experience that, the sense of being isolated and put down. And yeah, and yeah. actually the next panel shows us that that's what he's thinking about. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, you know, he's thinking back to her at the Black Swan Bistro and her looking all all sad. And then he's remembering when he was a teenager, you know, you see him there, he's got this dyed here, his, you know, semi-dark and purple streaks. He's got the tattoos, he's got the necklace, he's got the bracelet, he has the skateboard, you know, skater boy. And you see these more conservative dressed people standing and whispering and staring at him, which is a little inconceivable for me, but I think it's also maybe because we're American and in America, um, we have, we're a lot more casual with our dress and we are much more individualistic and we allow for freedom of um, expression and in, in clothing. But I think in other cultures, particularly in Asia, um, dress is much more significant and perhaps the style is more rigid, but let's just say Naren we know is not set in any particular place, but let's, you know, obviously in Naren, these people are looking at him and judging him by his appearance. And he's remembering, yeah. he's remembering that. Yeah. And I definitely feel like it, it goes to show like the same way Poppy was empathetic towards him when she remembered how he saved her. I feel like, you know, this is kind of like, again, another way showing how Tora, despite his hard, you know, exterior is, is also empathetic himself. You know, he, he's obviously not okay with people judging someone based on their appearance. And I think that, um, I just think it's like very sweet and it's telling about his character because it's so easy to look at Torah and his occupation and, and put all these like labels on him. And here he's clearly showing like you can't label someone like him. He's much deeper than, um, what you would initially perceive when you first see him. So the idea of someone doing that to Poppy is obviously like, it really pisses him off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's looking down and he, he tells her, he's like, I don't know who the hell Jacob is, but he can go F him. And then you know, he's like really getting upset on her behalf. And then Poppy again reacts in a way that totally shocks him. She rushes and she puts both of her hands over his mouth and he, you know, his <laughs> eyes are blinding. It, it kind of looks like she put a little bit of force behind it, like, you know, movement as far as the, the image. If you look at his hair or the necklace, like it's kind of jumping forward, like she kind of almost shoved her hands on his face and or, pushed or him he back a little back. bit when she did it. Right. Or or he jumped back because he was so startled by her. That's true, too. Yeah. And she moves closer to him. You know, there's very little, there's very little space between them. So it's, you know, a bit of an intimate gesture. And the look on his face is so shocked. You can see it in his eyes. She's like, she's touching me. Which is a lot like when they were coming up the stairs and he had his head and everything, how he was looking at her. It's very similar. He's just very in awe of the fact that she's so comfortable with him that she's able to just touch him when people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she tells him like, you were getting mad again, weren't you? <laughs> Which is, you know, a very something that you don't sell someone that you just met to me. It's like, you know, again, you were getting mad again. That's like implying this kind of like that they know each other for a while and you were getting mad again, like this relationship that they don't really have yet. And again, like this is focusing in on his his shock panel. He's not even responding. He's just so shocked. He just doesn't say anything. 
And then Poppy says something really wise. She says, it's fine, Torah. And then calling him by his name is pretty intimate. Just tell him, you know, call on his name at this point. Jacob doesn't mean any harm. And even if he did, that doesn't mean I have to accept it. Other intention, people's intentions are their own to keep, not mine. And that's very mature of her where she says, you know, I understand that whatever other people might say, that's okay. But I have to be able to have my own self-perception, my own confidence in myself. And it doesn't matter what other people say. Yeah. I love that. I feel like they're being like, it's kind of showing they're being very like open with you. They're opening up to each other. And I, and I, and I like that. And even the fact that she's aware that he's getting angry and still like move to calm him. Whereas normally probably people see him get angry and they run for cover. She made a point to move toward him to help him calm down and that's so it's very profound to me that she's so willing to do that barely knowing him yeah poppy's pretty unexpected like you know she like she doesn't do necessarily what you think she would do you know and i think that's what draws tor to her is like he watches the way her interactions are and she's you know she's very sweet and very compelling and innocent but at the same time you know not so innocent (laughs) like so I I really like that about this this aspect the fact that he got upset for her like he wanted to almost defend her he doesn't know who Jacob is and he's like you know he can go screw himself (laughs) um but then also seeing her saying like hey you're getting upset and she didn't want to see him get upset like it's almost like she's like don't get I mean obviously she doesn't say this but it's almost like she doesn't want him to get mad like they're having such a nice time and she doesn't want him to be upset on account of her something that's happened to her Um, so either way, they're both kind of like in this moment, they're showing that they're both being considerate of the other person, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think one thing that this, um, this interaction between them shows, so Poppy here is being very, very mature and emotionally mature and Torah, while Torah definitely has, you know, we'll see throughout the the episode and the, sorry, not the episode, the cartoon that he has a lot of emotional maturity. He, in many ways is also, um, like a child emotionally, he hasn't had, the ability to communicate his emotions, to process his emotions. He hasn't had anybody model proper emotions for him. He hasn't had parents who have, you know, received his emotions and talked about it with him. So he doesn't, in many ways, he's very shut off from his emotions and kind of like he, it seems to me like he always has the maelstrom of emotions within him that he doesn't really, um, you know, access or talk through. And I think that he's really shocked by Poppy's, emotional maturity and wisdom over here and this is something that like touches him you see the next panel poppy still has her hands on his mouth and he's just sitting there staring at her he's really really dumbfounded and i think that in this moment he recognizes that there's something within her that would really help him that he would you know would gravitate towards something that really like is healing for him yeah Mm mm-hmm but eventually, you know, he does recover and he puts his, you know, and this is kind of like a, a typical Torah comeback where he, he, there's an intimate moment and then he deflects. He puts both of his hands on her hands, which again, they're so touchy-feely with each other. And he says, yeah, okay. But he doesn't really respond to her emotional content. And he says, but how long were you planning on holding my face captive for? And he has both of her <laughs> hands in his hands and, you know, he's just staring at her. That's where it yeah. is. And that's where it ends. But you know what I love is like most of the time if somebody puts their hands like on your face, you're like you take their hands and like 
you kind of like pull them off and usually drop it, you know, like you drop, but he doesn't do this here. He's like still kind of like he's holding her wrists, you know what I mean? So he's not holding her hands, which we know later on is going to be a special moment in the comic for them, but he's like holding her wrist and like, it's, I don't know. It's interesting because they're staring at each other. He hasn't like, he didn't really push her away. He didn't even like take them off, throw them. Like he's just like, he's still kind of like maintaining that contact. Yeah, I think I think they're both really really drawn to each other, and that expresses itself physically. Yeah, the, their eyes are connecting again. They're just they're staring into each other's eyes. Yeah, which also goes to show, like, kind of like what this whole episode is. There's like so much emotional back and forth going on. So yeah, this is just showing it. it's just back and forth, back and forth. So I really love that. Yeah, it's funny because now that this actually reminds me, I um I couldn't remember when exactly I started reading it, although I I do think I know I could trace it probably through um, messages and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure it was somewhere around this episode because I do remember, you know, being captivated by this and thinking that like these guys are just falling for each other without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so nice yeah. to see the relationship progress. So nice. It's so exciting, especially like in the beginning. You're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen next? So this was great because it's obviously it's like um, a meetup, but it almost felt like, like, so I don't know about you, but like when my husband and I first met, we actually, our first date wasn't even, we didn't even call it a date. We called it like, we're just going to meet up. And we were just, you know, I was working in an area where he lived and we just agreed to meet up after work and we were going to talk business, which is funny. And um, we ended up like going to a Panera and it was at that Panera that we like ended up talking and getting it. We kind of had that back and forth and late we ended up going to the movies later. It was unintentional, happened in the moment, but it was just like um, we look back on it and that was definitely our first date, even though we didn't call it a date, even though it was like our first like hangout. And I feel like for Poppy and Tora, like, if they when they look back on that moment that is what this was you know it wasn't a date they were just agreeing to meet up to talk about business you know the the picture and yet it kind of is so much more than that because they've been together this whole time and they haven't even brought it up yet yeah like they're actually enjoying each other like they're they're enjoying each other they're teasing each other they're going back and forth they're eating and they haven't brought up the picture so if this was like a strictly like a business thing that would be the first thing they would do there wouldn't be all this banter and yet there is so it goes to show you that it's not a date but there's definitely something more and I think that when you know as their relationship progresses that they'll look back at that moment and be like yeah it was so much more for me too you know yeah especially because they both have those ulterior ulterior motives to why they're there the fact that they're putting it off is just showing how much they, they just want to keep keep it going. They don't want to ruin it with those other things that are in the back yeah. of their heads. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Ooh, this was awesome. So, Do you guys have any last um, final thoughts before we conclude? No, except, you know, it's going to be a fun ride watching this go down. <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, uh, Priscilla and Julia, for coming on. This was really great. I really, really loved it. Always fun. Thank you. Yes. Oh, so much fun. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. Thanks. Yep. Bye. Bye.